And if once we understand that thing, the fachas b'chokhu chen and the chabdeim, at the very least, we should honor God's words or His matters. Benaria karshalim and we should show, we should demonstrate the value or, uh, that they have for us, the preciousness. Besir shazosi ayir amitis, and see that this is the true fear. This is this fear of that which is on high, this lofty fear that we mentioned. Upon which that honor, which really approaches the affection of love. So this type of cognizance of the value is what eventually becomes love. Which is not the case in Yersa Onesh. Sheina Ikaris, which is not the main year. And these, the malas of these midos don't really uh, derive from. But there's another level where a person holds something precious that it gives an entirely different uh, uh, relationship with the world and with God. I think I mentioned it a few times that Yusak Blazer says that the difference between Tshuva Miyava and Tshuva Miyira, why is it that we see that Tshuva Miyava turns a person's sins into merits? And Shuvah Meira only turns a person's sins into shogigim, only into, um, it takes him down to the level of a sin that was done by error, by mistake. But a person that's Shuvah Meira, it, it, it turns the sin into, the, into a positive. So he says that the, re, the reason is because you'll see that fear doesn't stop errors, and love does. And as you'll see that even in the army where people are afraid of uh, court-martial, etc. Fear alone, fear will stop a certain degree of error, but it doesn't stop error completely. But it's love that stops people from making mistakes. When you hold something precious, I don't know if you ever noticed, how often have you dropped your uh, your $5,000 stereo? Do you ever, you, seriously, do you ever notice you got to get up, you gotta, I don't know if you ever had a component that expensive, or $10,000, maybe you got a component, you ever, you ever, you ever machine, here, how many times have you dropped your computer? You know, I've dropped a lot of things in my life, I never dropped a computer. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever drop a computer? Never, right? Do you ever drop your stereo? Or your, uh, I don't know, what other things that you can hold in your hands that cost a lot of money? You ever notice that? You, dro- you might drop a, you drop your briefcase, you drop a shoebox, you drop a shoe, you drop a, you ever notice you never drop the, uh, any, of the, any of this stuff? Why is that? So, okay, you could say, because well, the answer is because you pay, in general, you pay particular attention and you give particular care to those things. You don't go, you don't, uh, you don't put your flip-flops on and then grab the, uh, and then grab the, uh, the one million dollar portable x-ray machine, for example. People just, you just don't do that. And that's a, hey, that's a very expensive machine. You, you test yourself quite clear, you know, quite carefully. Your feet are not slip sliding around. You know, you're quite, uh, you're quite careful. And when something has value, and those, therefore holding something precious brings a greater level of security and accuracy than fear does. Fear. Fear of the, you're afraid to get yelled at by the boss. That's up to, that's a certain point. That will take away a certain amount of error. It does, but it won't preclude error. But love is that thing where I hold this thing completely precious and I give it all of this care. That's something unique. That's something special. So that's the difference between uh, between when we do things some, something from fear or something from love. This type of year that he's speaking about approaches the affection of love. And that is that we that it's still a fear, it's an awe, but it's that thing that we'll see eventually creeps over into the realm of into the realm of love. And you'll be surprised in general if we recognize that love is a type of uh, appreciation uh, for what we're saying, for what we're doing, 
then we can see why fear and love are a crossover because fear is also a type of appreciation at the lowest level it's a it's a very gross level of appreciation of the value of something at the higher level what we call years aromas it's a very lofty level of appreciation we're recognizing the preciousness the exquisiteness we're recognizing the precision uh, even or the delicacy of something is also type of is also type of era when you uh, when you recognize I don't know that if you get dust into a certain machine that it won't work you know and you you wear a, a mask or whatever that's also kind of era in a certain respect one year is you'll get yelled at one year is you know it's a it's a you don't want to break the machine maybe you'll lose something maybe you just appreciate the machine and you don't want it to break that's another type of another type of year and eventually crosses over my rabbi always used to talk about you know the guy who uh, a guy who were you know works all his life to make a mosquito Imagine a guy working in a laboratory, you know, for 20, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and he finally got the, you know, he has the Schwartz mosquito, you know, and then he finally synthesized, you know, and they bring him all the way to, I forget what it is, for the Nobel Prize, where is that? In uh, Sweden, in Oslo, where, is it, where they take him? I don't know, huh? Oh, Stockholm. They bring him to Stockholm, and he says, here is Moshe Schwartz, you know, and his, and his, uh, and his very own mosquito, he's up to his, he's got a little, Get a little mosquito updates. Fifty years of his life, I and mean, we can imagine, imagine the kind of work he put in. You know, they bring up. Please come, Moshe Schwartz, to accept the Nobel Prize of uh, of uh, of mosquito. You know, so Moshe Schwartz comes up. You know, they put the, they over there. You know, come up. They come up to make a speech. He got a little mosquito. Zzz, he comes up. He's so proud. He and the mosquito. He comes up there. You know, zzz. and one of the guys, one of the ladies, you know, from the Nobel Prize committee, he says, oh, "Darn mosquito." What? You imagine what going there, you have a freak? It's 50 years of his life, like a rat mosquito. And then it would be the end of his life. And this is a certain point, so there's a, an appreciation of the value, what it was, etc. What it would be. So those things are. Um, that's also a type of yira. You're saying there's a yira of, I don't want to be punished. There's a yira of recognizing how precious something is. And you realize that love is eventually that. Love has to do with recognizing how precious something is, how beautiful it is. It, it flows over. It's not the same. It's not the same, but it, it starts to approach. That's what he says. You know, saying you get up to this thing. That's the affection of love. That's what starts to, what starts to come about. The reason that the world, this is what we discussed, the world is, uh, the world is, is not well. That's the truth. We, the world is not a healthy place these days. The Jewish world, the world at large, is not so healthy, and unfortunately, the Jewish world is not that healthy these days. It's uh, we've been through. We've had a hard time. You know, we've we've had a couple. Uh, you know, not a couple. We've had many millions of our people killed and tortured. You know, we've been running for two thousand years. It's a long time. You know, and uh, and uh, and carrying tremendous load. At the same time, trying to besides besides the just the matter of of existing or subsisting. And uh, we've had to, to, to maintain our Torah knowledge and our Torah education. It's been very difficult, and a lot of things hurt us and affected us. But the world in general is not in such good shape when it comes to religion. The world is, re, you know, reactionary and paranoid, and all kinds of things that don't have anything to do with anything. And even when we speak about Yira, I do speak about a phenomenal appreciation of the wonderful of the wonderful world that God made, the awesome world that God made. They're supposed to have, we need a healthy awe of God's world. It's too much. It's really too much if we don't stand back, you know. We're not buddies with God, period. That's never going to happen. That's not happening. You understand? That's not what it means to be. We, we, we want to get close to God, but that's not what it means. You're not going to be buddies with my Kodesh Baruch It's just not, it's, it's stupid. I mean, it's not, it's not even like, oh, sorry, you can't, you can't come that far. It's, the whole idea is stupid. There's no such thing. Nobody's, it's, just, it's ridiculous. You know, the thought of it is ridiculous. But a core of it, you're saying, a closeness that God brought us close, which is a miraculous thing, there is such a thing. There is such a thing as that. But there's a very healthy awe 
healthy and the crucial all that we have for God. And that all also comes with the love eventually. It's recognized the exquisite universe that God made. And therefore, uh, the, therefore we have to understand that the, this, this uh, era or appreciation of the wonderful things that God does, it inspires in us a, a, a need to, uh, you know, to give cover. Now, I'll explain something interesting. I, don't, I, I could even tell you the guy, it doesn't matter. There's a famous, there's a famous uh, rock and roll star who was a friend of, of a, my friend when they were kids. So my friend's a Jewish kid, you know, from Philadelphia. And this guy became a, was an Italian kid from Philadelphia, you know, became a famous star. So the Jewish kid from Philadelphia became a, uh, you know, Ben Torah and a blah, blah, blah. So you know, they haven't seen each other for years. They grew up, they both grew up together in Philadelphia trying to make it in the music business. You know, one of them now is a rock and roll star and one kid's in yeshiva. You understand? So he finally, so he writes to his friend, you know, this is the Jewish kid right to the Italian kid. Look, you know, it's I haven't seen him in a long time. You know, I'm in yeshiva now. I, I study Torah. You know, we do we worship God, etc. So the Italian kid is now a famous rock and roll star, writes him a confession. <laughs> He'd be, oh, I, so I get it. I go, oh, clergy. I know, I know what to do with that. Well, you know, we know clergy metaphor. You know, we, he actually, he, he wrote him his confession. He said the thing. He said they should get his, I don't know what they do, get absolution, whatever it's called. He, that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's what you do. So that, it's a true story. He confessed him. <laughs> so there's certain things that we don't realize. I'm just teasing. We have to know certain things that automatically inspire certain things. You'll see by innocent people when they when they see certain things they do what they they do what they know how to do the truth is as as, as funny as the story is the truth is it's very beautiful he it was a sweet he was an innocent thing look oh my friend became a uh, a clergy oh great well my own friend's a clergyman i'll i'll confess to him what do i got to uh, go to some stranger